Hey, it's good to see you this morning. Amen. Good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Amen. This morning, I want to point out to you the flowers that are down here. They, these are in honor of uh, Brother Russ's 15 years of ministry. Uh, so that I just want to point that out to you this morning. Also, we want to welcome you. If you're at home or if you're here, good morning. Good to see you. We're doing the 21 Days of Hope. And I want to remind you that you can text HOPE21 to 704 704- Four five nine five five seven five. That is seven zero four four five nine five five seven five. And it's also, it's hope to you, and it's hope to our community through you. Uh, so that's kind of the goal this Easter season is that we're giving hope to our community. Um, another announcement this morning is that we have a children's church sign up list on my office door. If you are interested. If you're thinking about it, if you're like, hey, I just need to pray, hey, whatever it is, write it on there. I want, I want to get you plugged into Children's Church so we can uh, get a lot of different people serving in that aspect of our church. Um, and I look forward to that, and I know the children are excited that that is back as well. Okay? So it's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you this morning. Um, and Father, we just ask that you have your way this morning. Uh, Father, we know that we've got distractions, and Father, we just pray that we can cast those out, and we can hear what you have for us to hear this morning. And Father, we pray that the right person is sitting here this morning, or is tuned in on their couch, or, or will tune in at a later point. Um, and Father, we just pray that they come to know you somehow, some way. And Father, as we are in this Easter season, we thank you for sending your son, um, who died for us, and walked out of that tomb. And Father, we thank you. And Father, we pray that today we celebrate the fact that you are alive and well. And Father, we just ask that you have your way again this morning. All this your name. Amen.
beautiful song. Great truth in that song, amen? Great encouragement for those who believe. Thank you for the flowers. Uh, the, actually, almost 20 years now, 15 of those, uh, being the pastor here at New Hope, uh, has been quite a delight. Um, you all have, have meant so much to me and, and our family, and man, to see some of these little kids that were newborns when I got here uh, have grown up, and my, oh my, what, a, what memories we have, amen, and uh, I, I thank you for loving on us, and uh, uh, just appreciate the opportunity to serve the Lord here with you over the last uh, 15 years, 20 years, and uh, pray that y'all keep me around for a few more anyway. Uh, y'all are a blessing, and I appreciate it. <clears throat> As Justin mentioned, we are uh, kicking off, officially launching our 21 Days of Hope today. Uh, we we kind of unofficially did a pre-launch last week, and man, had a tremendous response. I want to thank all of you for <clears throat> that signed up last week and are, and are participating in that um, for, for taking a part of it, uh, to bring hope to yourself and to our community. Uh, I mentioned last week that, <clears throat> you know, when we go on mission trips, we start the day with a devotional, and to encourage us, to give us hope, and remind us of the hope we have in the Lord Jesus. And then we go out working during the day and, and share that hope with other folks, and then we, we come back and reflect on the day, again, to be encouraged and be reminded of the hope we have. And so this 21 days of hope is kind of doing that each week. At least we saw that this past week. The first couple of days was about encouraging us and giving us hope and reminding us of the hope that we have. And then we took it another step where we began to reach out in certain ways to, uh, to pray for other people. And so this coming week, it's going to be along those same lines. It'll start off with hope for us and move to uh, the community in different ways and then and then back to us. So today there's no emails or texts going out, but today is a day of reflection, a day of, of catch up. If you missed a day or two, go back and, uh, this evening and, and spend some time on the days that you missed, any steps that you missed. Um, if you have not uh, joined up on our digital mission trip, you can, as Justin said earlier, type the word HOPE21, one word, Type the word HOPE21, it's in your bulletin that was been on the screen. Um, online folks, you can see that on your, uh, at the beginning of the service too. Uh, text HOPE21 to 704-459-5575. And uh, we're going to continue on the next couple of weeks uh, bringing hope to, to our community. But today we're going we're gonna to begin looking more and more as the weeks lead up to Easter, about Easter. Uh, today, we're not going to be in one specific passage, but in a number of them. So, Bible drillers, are you ready? Okay. Uh, we're going to be looking at some Old Testament and New Testament passages. You see the title of our, of our me uh, message today, An Old Testament Hope and a New Testament Savior. And we're going to look at, at some of the hope, the hope that some of the Old Testament patriarchs had uh, in God the hope that kept them going even in the midst of tremendous trials and persecutions in, in their life. So maybe you're in the middle of 
facing a, a trial or difficulty in your life. We're going to see today how these folks persevered on. How they remained faithful to God in the midst of great persecution. In the, great, in, in the, in the midst of great difficulty and persecution. So I want to encourage you today, regardless of what you're going through, good, bad, or ugly, to keep on keeping on with God. Be faithful to God because He will be and is always faithful to us. Amen? You know, when we think of Easter, and, and, and we, we, we automatically begin to think about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and we think about Passion Week and the Passover meal, um, the betrayal, the garden, the trial, Good Friday, the Via Della Rosa, the cross, the burial, the resurrection. When you think of Easter, all of those are kind of conflated into one that makes up the Easter story. And so when we think about Easter, we, we tend to go strictly to the Gospels most often. But <clears throat> also Acts and the Epistles and, and Revelation all proclaim the blessed hope of Jesus' return of His return and, and the hope of bringing the dead back to life. And when He does, Jesus once and for all will defeat the enemy. Amen. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26, Paul writes, The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Amen. And Jesus Christ has done it. And we, as believers, will realize it, uh, the fulfillment of that promise. You know, when we look at the roots of the hope that we have, the, the hope that we have as believers, they run from Revelation all the way back down to Genesis. Throughout the New Testament, throughout the Old Testament, all the way back to Genesis. And when we look through the Bible, or, or, or we look at the Bible through the lens of Jesus, we see that, that God is a, a living God, that God is a God of hope, a, a God that has the power over the grave. God has power over, the de over human death. And we're going to see cases where, where God brought people back to life. Again, to prove that He was God. The most obvious passage of, of bodily resurrection and, uh, and uh, heaven and hell in the Old Testament is probably found in Daniel. Daniel chapter 12 Verses 1 and 2, the, the latter part of verse 1 and, and verse 2. It says, everyone whose name is found written in the book. What book are they talking about? The book of life is mentioned in Revelation. And everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. There's a promise to you, folks. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life, and others to shame and everlasting contempt. We've talked about this some last week, and here it is again. Heaven and hell are real, and everybody's going to spend, everybody has an eternity. Everybody's going to live in eternity. You're either going to live in heaven, or you're going to exist in hell. And undying, you'll never die. You're going to experience the torment of hell forever and ever if you're if you're not a believer. And here Daniel says, for some it'll be everlasting life, and for others it'll be shame 
and everlasting contempt. And so as we get started this morning, where will you be? Ask that question for, to, to yourself. Where will I be in eternity? And do you know with assurance that you will spend eternity in, in the glories of heaven with everlasting life or will it be spent in shame and contempt and everlasting doom? Jesus talks and affirms this teaching. Uh, he and Luke both do in, in John chapter 5 and Acts chapter 24. In John chapter 5, verse 25 through 29, in Jesus' teachings, he says, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life. He continues, very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. Did you hear that? A time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear it will live. Praise God for that promise today. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also have life in himself and he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man listen to verse 28 here it is he says do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice everyone in their graves everyone will hear his voice everyone will bow before the Lord Jesus Christ as their king of kings and lord of lords he said they will hear their, the voice and will hear his voice and come out. And those who have done what is good will rise to live. And those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. Folks, what we're looking at in the Easter story is not just a story that was put together by a bunch of people in ancient times. God's Word is God's spoken Word to us that is truth from, the, from beginning to end. And He says there, those who have done what is, what is good will rise and live, and those who have done evil will rise and be condemned. That's the truth of heaven and hell. The truth that everyone will rise. And Luke writes in Acts chapter 24, couple of chapters over, or the next chapter over. Uh, uh, he writes in, in Acts 24, verse 14. He says, However, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He said, I admit that I, am, that I worship the God of our ancestors as the follower of the way, which they call a sect made fun of them. Does that sound familiar to us today? This is important for believers too, those who profess to be Christians. He says, he continues in verse 14, I believe everything. I believe everything that is in accordance with the law that has been written in the prophets. And I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have. 
that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. And so I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man. The prophet Isaiah also spoke of a bodily resurrection in Isaiah chapter 26. He says, but the dead will live. But your dead will live, Lord. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning, and the earth will give birth to her dead. Folks, the resurrection day will, will awaken all those dust-dwelling sleepers. And, and, and hopefully we won't be among them, and we'll be alive and be caught up at that time. Amen? Man, what an awesome time that would be to see the, the heavens split open and see, uh, we're not going to even have time to think about it. It's going to happen just like that, though, you know? We're here and we're gone, you know? The blink of an eye, the twinkling of an eye is how fast you blink your eye. That's how fast it's going to happen. So there'll be no decision when it's starting to happen. Oh, God, let me get it right before you call us up. No, folks, we have to make that decision here and now. We have to proclaim Jesus as our Lord and our Savior today in this life or we will live eternity, in eternity separated from Him. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 19 says, But your dead will live, Lord. Their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust awake and shout for joy. Folks, there is hope from the resurrection and hope in the resurrection. Hope from the resurrection of Jesus, the fact that, that He was resurrected, gives us hope. Gives us hope in our resurrection. That we too will one day be resurrected from the dead. And this resurrection, Isaiah says, isn't just a truth to be spoken about, but a joyous hope to be sung about. And we see that in Isaiah. We also see it in, in, in Psalm chapter 49. Several Psalms make reference to the, to the Easter story. The psalmist writes in, in, in Psalm 49 that while both the wise and the foolish will perish in this life, God will ransom the good. Will ransom the wise. He says in verse 49, verse, uh, chapter 49, verse 10, For all can see that the wise die, that the foolish and the senseless also perish. And so we're all going to die in this life. We're all going to seem like we perish in this life. And yes, our bodies are decaying even now. They're wearing out, aren't they? A lot of people are going to say amen to that. It don't work like it used to work, does it? He says, even the, the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Was it last week we talked about, we're not taking anything with us. Everything that we have is going to be left behind. All the things that we strive to gain in this world, it'll be left for someone else to rummage through. And then he continues on in, in Psalm 49, verse 14, the second part of that verse in 15. He says, The upright will prevail over them in the morning. 
Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. Here it is. Listen to this. But God will redeem me from the realm of the dead, and he will surely take me to himself. Praise God, what an awesome promise that is. You know, in, in recent weeks, we've, we've talked about on Sunday mornings, on, on Wednesday nights, we've talked about the, the struggles and the difficulties that we have in this life and the struggles that we've been through in this life and, and oh, for the ones to come that we, maybe we can't even begin to comprehend. But they're coming. But as a believer, we're encouraged to, 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 to keep on, to, to trust in the Lord's sovereignty, to trust in, in the Lord and, and persevere, for there's a great reward in store for those who will seek the Lord and be faithful to the very end. Amen. Do you ever want to give up? Jesus says, keep on. Trust in me, I'm walking with you. I will see you through. It may not be the way you want it, it may not end the way you desire it to end. But nevertheless, Jesus says as a believer, I am walking with you through that difficulty, through that trial, through that, through that hardship. Psalm 71 verse 20 talks about the psalmist as he had walked through a number of difficulties in his life. He says, though you have made me see troubles, many and, and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will again raise me up. You see, the God of life, the God of life promises to give His children eternal life. That's the encouragement we have. That's the hope that we have this Easter season. Think about all the way back in Genesis. Think about in the very beginning, God created Adam from the dust of the ground. He formed him together out of the dust of the ground and he, he breathed life into the lungs of Adam's. And so he brought together life and made it come to life something out of nothing. That was God's work. Think again of, of Jesus. He, he raised the widow's son from the dead in Luke 7. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead in Matthew chapter 9. He restored life to, to Lazarus after four days in the grave in John chapter 11. And in what we've been talking about, God raised Jesus himself to life after being dead, after being tortured and, and crucified on the, Christ, on the cross and being in the tomb for three days. Our God reigns. Our God is in control, and He raised Jesus out of that grave, and Jesus walked out of that tomb, amen, and He is alive. Praise God, He is alive today. Folks, we serve a mighty and a powerful God that will raise us to eternal life if we seek Him and choose Him and follow Him as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise God. Think about Adam and Eve again. They were, when, when they were banished from the Garden of Eden, they died. Their sinfulness brought death to them and, and passed on to us. But praise God, the new Adam, Jesus Christ, will restore life and, and lead us back to the Garden. 
to the, to the tree of life. And when Jesus returns the dead, the, the dead in Christ will rise. And we get to eat of that eternal fruit of eternal life. Have life forever and ever. The Old Testament is full of the hope and the, the faith that the men of God and the women of God had. Probably the two most notable Old Testament passages that we're used to on, on Easter are Psalm 22 and Isaiah 53. We're not going to delve into them this morning, but we, we will in the, in the weeks to come. But those two look at, at the promises of, of God and what Jesus did for, for us so that we wouldn't have to endure the death that He endured. And so without the understanding of the resurrection in the Old Testament, think about this, God's people would have died thinking that, they, that, that God had failed them, that God did not fulfill the promises made to them. God promised the land of Canaan to, to the patriarchs, and to their offspring. But think about this, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they all died. They all died not having received what was promised them. And that's what it says in Genesis chapter 12 and in chapter 13, that they died. God promised them that, but they died without realizing it. So how will God keep his promise to them? How will God keep his promises to those that he made the promises to? The only way to do that is by raising them from the dead. And everything will be fulfilled in the resurrection. Turn with me to, to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 and, and 16. And Paul writes, in this he said, in Romans chapter 4 verse 13 he says, It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir to the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. See, it was that Abraham lived a life of faith, seeking God continually, not because of what he did. It says in verse 16, it says, Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of all of us. As it is written, I have made you father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom we believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. In verse 18 he says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully persuaded, here it is, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. 
the words it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Folks, Jesus' resurrection was a down payment, saying he's going to make full on his guaranteed payment to, to give us that, that eternal life that we so hope for. And so the question for us today, are we putting our hope, are we putting our hope and our faith in Jesus? Or are we getting distracted and putting our faith in worldly things? Abraham wasn't the only Old Testament father that lived by faith in God's promises. If you will, turn with me to Hebrew 11. Hebrew 11, we see the, the heroes of the faith as they've been titled. And so this lists a number of the Old Testament heroes that live by faith and will we'll see Jesus Christ one day because of their faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. You hear that? Let's stop right there. By faith, we understand. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. The very beginning of the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. Here, we have to have faith. We have to believe that God is the one that created the heavens and the earth. That God created the universe, not some big bang theory that happened to happen along. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offering and by faith Abel still speaks even though he's dead. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's one thing to believe, it's another thing to seek Him. Even the demons believe, amen? A lot of people believe up here, but are we believing here? By faith, Noah, when, war when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to, go to a place 
he would later receive as an inheritance obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. He went by faith. By faith he was made by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the, of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, and Sarah herself was barren, was unable to become father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from, his one, from this one man, and he is a good, as good as dead, came descendants and numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashores. Verse 13, listen to this. All people were still living by faith when they died. All these people that we just mentioned were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that, that they were aliens and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of a country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you as believers, if you believe in Him. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offering will be reckoned. And Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of, his son, each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as, as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents, hid him for three months after he was born because they saw there was no, he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of, a, of the blood so that, he destroyed, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians tried 
to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, you getting the idea here? By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Verse 32, he says, And what more shall I say? I don't have time to tell you all about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth and David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdom, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Other, listen to this, what they, what they went through because of their faith. Listen to the persecution that they faced because of, of what they believed in God. They believed in the promises of God. They, they, they believed so much that God would deliver on His promises that they were willing to endure whatever persecutions might come their way. He said others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskin and goatskin, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. And they wandered the deserts and mountains and lived in, in caves and holes in the ground. But listen to verse 39 and 40. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what they had been promised. Here it is, verse 40. For God had planned something better for us so that only together the New Testament and the Old Testament believers with us would be made perfect. Would be made perfect together. Again in verse 13 he says all the, all the people were, that were living through this, they, they lived by faith and they died before their promises were, were, were realized. And then he closes up, since God had promised something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Folks, God has promises for all of His believers, for all those who, 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 who trust in Him. Did you hear of all the, the Old Testament heroes, what they endured, the horrendous persecution that they faced for their faith? Man. They had their faith and hope in a faithful God that they knew would deliver in their promise, on, on His promise. They didn't know when, they didn't know how. They were just trusting in God. And that same God resurrected His Son in order for us to have that hope of eternal life. Praise God. And so we ask ourselves this morning, how strong is our faith? How strong is our faith? And are we truly believing in the promises of God? Do it, does our life, do we live our life 
in such a way. How faithful will we be when, when we're tested and, and faced with those types of persecution? Folks, if there was no resurrection of Christ, there's no hope for us. If there was no resurrection in Christ, then everything we stake our life on, everything we believe in, everything we're sitting here today for is a lie. But Jesus promises in the Word in, in John chapter 11. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Even though we die in this world, we will live. And whoever believes, whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he finishes that verse off. He says, do you believe? And that's the question for each one of us today. Do we believe. Do you? Are we living a life like we believe? You see, God raised Jesus from the dead so we can have the faith of our own resurrection one day. We can have that victory in Jesus that we sang about a moment ago. And our resurrection will be proof that God indeed is the ultimate promise keeper. But we must believe. We must seek Him and, and know Him and, and persevere and endure to the end and then make Him known. Everybody knows what Easter's about in here. Out there, a lot of folks just think it's the Easter Bunny. Time to get some chocolate. <laughs> they might see a cross or they might hear the word Jesus, but they may not know the whole story. And that's why we're compelled to make Him known. Paul writes that on that resurrection day when, when Christ returns, that the perishable will become imperishable, and the mortal will become immortal, and that death will be swallowed up in victory by Christ. Amen. That's our hope this Easter season. Folks, that's our hope that we have today. That's why we celebrate Easter. That hope is found in Jesus because He came out of the grave and He is alive. And may we hold on to that hope and we profess His name to others because God is faithful. And God has promised God has promised to raise us from the dead and we will live in eternity with Him forever and ever. He is a faithful God and He will answer His prayers or His promises. And just as Jesus was resurrected, so shall we if our hope is in Him, if we believe. Have you chosen Him as your Lord? Have you chosen Him as your Lord and Savior? Let me ask you today, is, is your hope in Christ alone? If not, I pray that today that you would make that decision to call Jesus Christ, admitting that you indeed are a, a, an evil, wicked, sinful person. And we need God's forgiveness. 
We need the blood of Jesus that, that was shed on Easter on that Good Friday for us. And we accept Him into our heart and into our life. Maybe, maybe if you're a believer today, saying, Russ, I've already done that. Maybe God just wants all of you. Maybe there's an area in your life that you're dealing with, that you're struggling with. Maybe you're facing one of those difficult times that we've talked about. And maybe, maybe it's time to surrender that to God. Acknowledging that you can't do it by yourself and on your own. That you want Him there, you want Him walking with you, you want His encouragement and His strength from day to day. Or maybe you know somebody that is. Maybe, maybe during our time of invitation when we sing Christ alone that, that we can pray for that brother or sister, for those other people that are lost that, that don't know that hope in Jesus. However it is God's speaking to you, I, I pray that, that you would respond to Him however He's calling you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, You are our Savior, and our Lord. And Father, we proclaim your promises today because you are a, a faithful God, the God who created the universe, who created everything out of nothing. You created the heavens and the earth, the animals, the plants, the people out of nothing. You spoke it with your spoken word. It was spoken into existence. Oh, how arrogant we must be to think that, that your truths are false. Father, we trust in you today. We place our hope in you today because you are our hope. You are the resurrected life. You are our Savior. So, Father, whatever we're dealing with today, whatever difficulties we're walking through, whatever sin that has a grip on our life, Father, we just want to come to you right now and, and plead with you and surrender to you. And God, one promise that we'll claim right now is that you promised to hear our prayers. And we thank you for that. So God, hear our prayers. In Christ's name we pray.
Russ mentioned he'd been here about 20 years uh, earlier. You don't have a pink slip, do you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just hang on just a minute. Just, we ain't done yet. Uh, Russ mentioned he'd been here about 20 years ago. All, I'm, all I want to do is thank to you from that time because he was either desperate or uh, we had a lot of good youth that kept praying him here. So we are thankful you've been here for a pastor for 15 years more. He couldn't have done it without your support and sure. the rest of the family. And uh, I hope... Uh, he, he thanked us for putting up with him, so I just want to thank him for putting up with us. <laughs> and uh, just ask it the way things are that uh, him and Mo will ease out, go out in the parking lot and give you a chicken wing or a fist bump. <laughs> Don't be hugging on him. Just, you know, chicken wing or fist bump, and just let him know how much you appreciate him. Uh, appreciate you. Love y'all. All of you. <laughs> All right. Let's pray. Dear Lord, just... Uh, just thank you, Father, for this day, for loving us and caring for us. And, Father, just uh, thank you for, for giving us the opportunity to, to watch us grow and for you and him leading us, leading the church the way you have. Father, we just uh, uh, ask for many more years of his leadership and in your leadership and just your guidance and, and mercy and wisdom, Father. Uh, he's, he's seen us grow. We've watched him grow, and, and we just thank you for that. Father, again, we just thank you for your love and mercy and grace and for your power and your control. And just, again, just uh, help us be bold in our faith, as, as Russ has talked about faith and hope today. Just uh, give us the hope and strength and faith that we need to let others see Jesus in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>